All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin. I want to begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning share to thank. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors. I'm sorry, just pull it up here. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Elo, Shindi and Avram Kelman, for dedicating all the Shirmer Joshos this month in honor of Yechiel's engagement to Alana Falik and in memory of our parents, for their parents, Jerome and Bernice Kelman, and Alexander and Federica, David Zichonam Levracha, Barak, Maya, Sandy Hoffman, Dora Limas, and Avi Malamid for dedicating all the Shirmer Joshos this month. In memory of Ruvain Ben Emanuel, Sichon Libracha, and Ayal Sarah Steinberg in the Schusavarafu Shalema for Shulamis Bas Susha, and Gafiomish in the Schusavarafu Shalema for Yehuda Ben Michal. Our week of learning sponsors, Matt and Diane Marks, in honor of the birth and bris of their grandson Yehuda Yeshaya Marks, may he emerit Hashem grow to an incredible Ben Torah. And to thank Rabbi Huda Buchwalter for dedicating the shir this morning in commemoration of the yard site of his mother, Rabbi Huda Fegabas Chaima. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. Let us begin a lot to do today. I always feel like we begin every share with that line a lot, but there is actually a lot to do today. So today's daf is Nun Chas 58. We are picking up at Nun Zayin Mabez 57b, and we're picking up actually right pretty much in the middle of the daf, across from Tosos My Love. Right across and tells us, my love. Om Rafuna. So Rafuna says as follows. Bagra, Bagra Yom Echot, Vinis Katsha. So we'll say, remember again, the Mishnah introduced us to a, a very interesting idea, which is this concept that halacha that after Arison, from the time that the husband tells the wife, let's get married, like let's plan the wedding and move things forward, there's an amount of time that both husband and wife, we call them husband because they already had Arison, that both husband and wife have to prepare themselves for the wedding. And when we say prepare themselves, literally, like take care of the different needs of the wedding. So we said that for a basula, ultimately, again, it's one year. And for an amana, it's 30 days. Why the distinction? The distinction is because the basula needs all of this time to gather her takshital, to gather the adornments, the accessories, the jewelry, the different things. An amana, or for that matter, a grusha, presumably already has these items on hand. So now Rav Huna introduces something else. What happens if a man is Mekadish a Bulgaris? Bulgaris, I will say so again. Bulgaris, full-fledged adult. So right, Ruben is Mekadish Rachel. Rachel becomes a right. Rachel is a Bulgaris. In other words, the timeline here is important. Rachel becomes a Bulgaris. Then ultimately, Ruben is Mekadish. What's Talacha? No stinla shloshim u'kalmana. She only gets thirty days to prepare for the wedding, just like an Almana. I will say, what's the pshat? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, it's in the short lines of Rashi, about five lines in. No stim shloshim kalmana, mishas irusin, shekevan shebagra, himachina takshitin kodem bagros, shenarot lishos od. I will say it's fascinating because since a girl, it, it, it was interesting to note is since a girl, once she reaches bagros, not, not that she's already considered to be an older single, but Lamaisa, again, but Lamaisa, she's ready to get married. 
So already at that point in time, like approaching up to Bagros, she's already preparing herself for marriage. So she doesn't need a year in which to go ahead and prepare her takshitin because she's already engaged in that process leading up to Bagros. Quite fascinating. Mesvei, Bagra, Harihi, Ketvua. Yet again, the Bryce says, Abogeres. She is like a Tvua. Both remember again, Tvua is Tava. Tava millions is when, is when the husband says, like, let's plan the wedding. My love, Ketvua de Besula. Is it not saying that ultimately, again, she's like a Tvua de Besula? Or as was it? See, Tvua literally means the word proposition, but it, it doesn't mean it like, like in, a, in an inappropriate way. It, it means that, it means that Lamaisa, the husband, is, is asking her, like, let's get ready for the wedding. To which the Almana. No, it doesn't mean she's like a basula, but rather it means she's like a woman whose husband was Taba, right? Right, ultimately, again, said, let's get married, but she's an Almana. Okay, therefore, 30 days. So Tashma, so what says, this is Rafuna's idea. Rafuna's idea that about Geras, because she's been, she's anticipating imminent marriage, so she's been preparing her takshitin. Therefore, she's only given 30 days. Now, remember, again, both say, the, just to be clear, because I think this was a novel idea for us in yesterday's daf. The clock starts when? The clock starts when? When he asks her, when he asks her, say, let, let's plan the wedding celebration. Remember, again, not from Erison. That's the great Chiddush over here. Erison could have happened. In other words, so you could have a situation, I just want to point out, we've been, work, we've been working with the classic model that there's a year between Erison and Isuin. That's because we've been assuming that what? When is the husband Tobea, right? When does he tell his wife, let's plan the wedding? We assume. When does he tell his wife, let's plan the wedding celebration? Erison. Right after Erison. So that's what, but again, I just want to point out, like, you could have two years between Erison and Isuin, right? So the Maisa, again, they have Erison. He only says, let's plan the wedding a year after Erison. You have two, okay, good. So it says the Gemara. So Tashma. If you have Bogeres, ultimately again after Erison, that waited 12 months. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Baila Seha, Yafer. Now, let me add in one more piece. Now, the truth is, Chazal obviously did not want prolonged Erison. It's not a good idea. So, I do want to point out that remember, although you could have up to two years, more than that, in between Erison and Isuin, let's be clear. What does kick in one year on the one year anniversary of Arison? What does kick in? Support. So, th- so remember again, there is a motivation to obviously again have Nisuin because Lamaisa come a year after Arison, husband is supporting his wife regardless. So at least at least with Mizonos, at least with Mizonos, right? So Lamaisa again, so Lamaisa there is an incentive. In any event, the Gemara says as follows. So Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, after a year, hold the chayiv by the mizonos. Yafer, since a husband is chayiv in mizonos, he also has the power of annulment over her vows. Ema bogeres b'sheshas hashnei masar chodesh. I the Gemara says, say that we're talking about a case of a bogeres who waited twelve months. Rabbi Lazar Omer, hold the by the chayiv mizonos. Yafer. So the Gemara says, well, so you see over here that's what it sounds like for Maisa that even if she's a bogeres. There is the ability to wait. So Tashma, Hama Ari says Habasula, if a man does Erison with a Basula, whether the husband says, Let's plan the wedding, and she delays. Or she she says doesn't let's get married and he delays. Ultimately she has twelve months from the time that he asked her to go ahead and plan the celebration. 
Oh, so we'll say here it's even here. Here it's explicit, right? The Mishnah wasn't this explicit. Here it's explicit. The twelve-month clock does not begin from irisin; it begins from tevia. Bagra u bagra. We'll say once she becomes a bageres, harehi kitvua. Ultimately, again, it's as if she has been propositioned, right? It's as if ultimately, again, he has he has asked her to go ahead and plan the wedding. Okay, so what does that mean? Kezad. If a girl became a Bulgaris even just for one day and then had Kiddushin, we give her 12 months. And for an Arusa, 30 days. So we'll say, that last phrase, we don't know what that means. But we'll get to that in just a second. But here's what I do know. That last phrase effectively refutes Rafuna. Because what was Rafuna saying? Rafuna was positing that halacha lamaisa, a Bulgaris is treated like an almana, and therefore again, so remember again, girl becomes a Bulgaris, has Arisin, a few days later her husband says, okay, let's plan the wedding celebration. How long does the Bulgaris have now to plan her wedding? How long? 30 days. 30 days. Rafuna wanted to say because a Bulgaris is like an almana. And again, what was, what was Rafuna's logic? that a girl, as she's approaching Bagros, knows that marriage is imminent. So she's going to begin the preparations already before the chasen comes on the scene. So therefore, she only needs 30 days. So I'll say, however, this last line of the Brisa says explicitly, Bagra yom echa v'niskatcha, nos nilash neymasar chodesh. So we'll say the Brisa effectively refutes Rafuna, and it's not true. A Bulgaris is treated like any first time, first time, well, I should say any besula, and therefore, she is given 12 months from the time that her husband asks her to actually plan the celebration. Beautiful. What about that last phrase? And Arusa gets 30 days. What is that? Okay. So there is one exception, says the Gemara. If you have a girl, a Bogares, who's been a Bogares for a year, right? 13 and a half years old. So I will say, 13 and a half years old already again. So look, in Talmudic times already, that would have been a girl who's, who's it, it's, that she's unmarried already, right? To our older single. So I will say, so Lamaisa, so, so, so that may be the exception case. When a girl has been in Bagros for already a year, at that point in time, we assume that she has been working on preparing herself for marriage, right? All the tachshitin and everything. So a girl who's been a Bulgaris for a year, who then has kiddushin, barach and mazatav, right? Then what happens? Then when the husband is toveya her, then what? She only has 30 days. So in a, in a, in a, in a we'll call it in a regular case of Bulgaris, which is a girl just turned to Bulgaris or, or has been a Bulgaris for a little bit of time. She's treated just like a basula. But if she's been a Bulgaris for over a year, at that point in time, she's treated like an Ammona. Incredible. He gives Mavlonisu. So we'll say, now remember again, the Mishnah said, if now the time to get married comes, actual like wedding celebration, now they don't get married, support clause is triggered, support clause is triggered, and husband has the obligation to go out and support his wife. Now we'll say, not only that, but remember, if the husband is a coin, she is entitled to eat truma as well. So now we're going to discuss a little bit about the halachos of an arusa consuming truma, which is really quite fascinating. So Amr Ula, Dvar Torah, Arusa Basisra Lochalas Betruma, Shenemar, the coin Kinyik Nen Nefesh Kinyan Kaspo, 
So Ula says, let's be clear on one thing. Midda Oraisa. Ruvain is Mekadish Rachel. Right? How do you affect Kiddushin? Right? How do you affect Kiddushin? Excellent. Good. Right? So right, so now, so now again. So now, right, so now Ruvain does Kiddushin with Rachel. Ruvain does Kiddushin with Rachel. So we'll say, so now Ula says, Midda Oraisa, she is entitled to eat Truma now. As an Arusa. What's the logic? Because they're both saying, again, what entitles you to eat truma? One of two things. Either, number one, you're a coin. Or number two, you're king in kaspo. Which I will say literally means you're acquired by the coin. Now, I will say, now, technically speaking, right, the mechanism of eris. And let's just use kesef as the paradigmatic example. A man gives a woman an item of value. All right, we use a ring, but it could be any item of value. Right? And ultimately, again, he's koner her. Sconer, not an ownership, not an ownership piece, but a responsibility piece. In other words, so, so there's a Kenyan that occurs there. So after Erison already, the wife is Kenyan Kaspo of the husband. If that's the case, really she's entitled to Truma after Erison. So why doesn't she? Matam Amru, So why do we say that during Erison? Because once I want to be clear, everyone agrees that during Erison, the wife, Rachel, does not eat Truma. Right? It's only after a year, if they're still not married, the support clause is triggered. But why is it that Lamaisef Midda Araisa, she's entitled to Truma even after Iris, and why not? It was incredible. As say, what are we concerned about? Remember during Arison, where is Rachel living? Where is Rachel living? In her father's house. Her father's in Israel. So we're concerned that if her chasan is giving her truma, she's going to end up bringing it home and sharing it with her family. And I will say, a Yisrael, and by the way, not, not in a malicious way, but, the, but remember again, a Yisrael consuming truma is a significant infraction. A significant infraction. Eochi, if that's the case. He gives Mabalonisu, Nami, houses Nami. So I'll say, so if that's the case, I don't understand. That's the concern, which is a legitimate concern. So why is it now? Let's fast forward. A year goes by after Erisin, Ruben still hasn't married Rachel. What's that Rachel? What's that Rachel? He's obligated to support her, and she's entitled to Truma if she is, if, she, if he's a, he's a going. Why doesn't that same concern exist then? To which the Lord so we'll say, this is interesting. So we'll say, in that case, in that case, after a year and the support clause is triggered, he dedicates a space for her in his home for her to eat. So we'll say, this is very interesting. If after a year they're still not married and he is, and he is going ahead and supporting her, right, the support clause is triggered. So Rashi says at that point in time, what he would do is give her her own living quarters. He'd give her her own living quarters. So because he has to sustain her, right, and because he'd be sustaining her through Truma, he would give her her own living quarters. Because she would be given her own living quarters, there's no concern that she's going to go back to her father's home and go ahead and share the Truma. Interesting. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, Elamiyata, Lokit Koin Koin Yisrael. Therefore, I will say, if that's the case, then if Halacha Lema Yisrael hires a coin worker, right? The coin worker, locate coin Yisrael. So I will say, so ultimately, I hire a worker to harvest my wheat, and ultimately, again, he is a coin. 
So such such a such an arrangement should be usher. After all, again, shouldn't we be concerned and tell that coin, listen, whatever you do, don't bring any truma for your lunch to work, right? Don't, don't bring any truma to work. In other words, work is my house. He's coming to harvest my wheat. Shouldn't we be concerned that maybe if he brings his truma, he's going to end up sharing his truma with me, his Israel employer? The Jewish thing says, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. We'll say the whole obligation of an employer, right? Part of, this, is a, this is the case of a, of a sachir. So part of the obligation that I have in a sachir is what? To provide him with lunch, to provide him with meals. So the Maisa, I, the employer, am, am obligated to provide him with meals. There's no concern that the employee, therefore, is going to share his food with me, the Israel employer. Okay, so we'll say, so this is the position of Ula. So Ula Ahalach Lamaisa holds that ultimately, again, even though Midda and Arusa is permitted to eat Truma, Midra Banan, we don't allow her. Why? Out of a concern, she's going to take her Truma, go back to her father's home, and share it with her family. So Rabbi Shmuel Huda says, no, there's another issue. The issue is not, is not because of sharing. The issue is symphon. Rabbi said, what's symphon? Look at Rashi. Mishum symphon. Huda amra arusa lo tocha truma ache yagiyah is man shechem zonasah. Veloshon symphon hu bitol. Rabbi said, symphon means that we're concerned that he's going to discover something, some type of disqualifying circumstance that is going to go ahead and cause him to void the relationship. See, I will say, Simphon is not saying he's going to find something he doesn't like and divorce her, because that happens, and that's fine. If she was eating truma up until now, she was married to him. Simphon means we're concerned about the discovery of something that could lead to a voiding of the relationship. Now, I will say, what happens if you void the relationship? That undermines or that uproots the relationship retroactively. It turns out they were never married. Therefore, the concern is like this. The concern is, I will say, during Erisin, if during Erisin, Rachel's eating Truma, and then let's say Ruvain discovers, we're going to see the classic case of Simphon, I will say. Is Rashi says, Kigon, Shover Hamavatal, Shtakari Simphon, Umum Beisho Bemehima. So I will say the classic example would be some type of physical blemish. So it could be some type of physical defect. It could also be she concealed an illness or some, something else. But Lamaisa's symphon means he discovers, let's just go with, we'll call it a mum for now, right? He, dis- he discovers some type of mum where he says, listen, had I known, had I known that you possess this mum, I would have never married you. Because, you know, there are, there are chuvas like this. The Moshe is a chuva like this where he discusses that a man and woman got married and the husband concealed that he had cancer. He didn't tell her. He, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't tell the kala. didn't tell the kala. So the so the Kala said, obviously I broke and said, Look, had I known, had I known this, I would not have married you. So Moshe Paski in that situation that it is a voidable, it is a voidable marriage. Because a, obviously again, you know, say if you know if uh, if if they get married and the guy turns out the chasen has a chronic bad breath, so Lamai said that that's not a, that's not a voidable. Uh, that's not get all the students rip. You know that, that's you know that's that's not a voidable thing. But but Lamaisa, something significant, something significant felt was ultimately again voidable. So I'm just pointing out this concept does apply in halacha. But we'll see more cases like this. But Lamaisa, that's simple. Surah Shalom Bar Yehuda holds that Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, ultimately again, ultimately, because of simple, 
were concerned that he might discover some type of mum about her, and therefore halacha lamaisa void the marriage. Therefore, we don't want her consuming truma during irisin out of a concern that it may turn out retroactively she was a Yisraelis with no connection to a coin who was eating truma. We assume that ultimately, again, when do we stop worrying about simphone? When do we stop worrying about it? After, after the Biyarishona, right? After they've been intimate with one another, right? She's seen him, he's seen her, and therefore, again, there's no concern about anyone voiding anything over, over, over any type of mum. So therefore, both said, Igmar says, Ihaqi nirchna salichob of lo nami. So say, that's the case, by the way. He says, Roshel Shalbari Huda, the truth is, normally we've been accustomed to thinking, when does a woman eat truma? When could she eat truma according to everyone for the first time? After the chuppah. So I'll say, so that, in other words, that let's say, halacha lamaisa, if Reuven is a Kohen, marries Rachel, they have chuppah, right? We could assume that the wedding suuda, the wedding suuda, they could serve truma. So when they're only inviting a leader's group, they're only inviting their Kohanic friends, right? So we'll go ahead, we'll make a truma shmorg, right? All truma, all the truma you could eat, right? So, so lamaisa, again, so lamaisa, I would, based on this, that should be usher, because chuppah shouldn't be enough, there should have to be the beer show, no? To which the Gemara says, So we'll say, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. That sometimes what a man does, what a man does, is he goes ahead and he asks his female relatives to see what they could find out about the Kala. Right? To see what they could find out about the Kala. Right? Maybe, maybe they go to the gym together or whatever else. You know, you know, the, you know so, 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 the, so he, he's not concerned that there's anything too crazy going on, and therefore after the chuppah, after the chuppah, ultimately again it's permitted. To which the Gemara says, that's the case. That will say again, what about the case of an Evet, of an Evet of a Kohen, that he purchased from a Yisrael, should also not eat Shuma because of Simphon. Maybe again the Kohen will discover some type of mum in his Eved, which would render him unfit, and therefore, again, unable to eat truma, unable to eat truma. So Shemar says, that doesn't make sense. Simphon ba'avadim laka. There's no real such concept of simphon ba'avadim. Why? This is fascinating. The imavroi ha'kachazile. If we're talking about a mum that the Eved has on the outside externally, so the master will see it. Ve'idigavoi, if it's a, if it's a mum that's clothed or that's covered, l'malocha kavoi, who cares? Right? The Adon needs the Ebed not for his aesthetic appeal, but rather, again, for his ability to work. So the Gemara says, Anything that's hidden, the Master doesn't care about. So if it turns out that the Ebed is a Ganov, a thief, or a kidnapper, no surprises there. In other words, what, what does that mean? Avadim were generally considered to be kind of like the lower grouping of society. So, so therefore, again, if I find out that my Eved, that my Eved ultimately, again, is not of the upper echelon of society, right? He's a thief or he's a former kidnapper. Higio, I, I, I know there's going to be something about my Eved. Higio means that the, that the sale stands. The sale stands. So, Maika, Maika, so what other possibilities could there be? Listim Mizuyim, maybe it was an armed robber. And I will say, here's what's interesting. So finding out that my Eved is an armed robber is much more significant, right? That, that's actually a potentially voidable transaction. Why? Because that puts my life in danger. In other words, as, as the master, 
I would not want someone like that in my employ. Or muhtav lemalchus. We'll say muhtav lemalchus. Ultimately, again, means someone who sinned against the government and therefore is liable to death. You don't want to employ that kind of guy because that's like harboring a fugitive. So maybe that's the concern. That's not a concern either. Why? Hano kolis. Lebo say, people know about that stuff, right? If someone has been condemned to death by the government or someone was listing the Zuyin, right? The armed robber. So people know about those things. So there's no concern that, that you're going to find out about that later on. So the Gemara says, fine. So the Gemara says, here's the issue. Ichti. I'm sorry. Michti. Bein lemar, bein lemar. So we'll say, here's our machlokas. Here's what's fascinating. Everyone agrees, everyone agrees that Narusa is not going ahead and eating truma. Right? There's no machlokis on that. What's the machlokis? Ula says, Ula says, it's because of a concern that during Erosin she's living at home and she's going to go ahead and take the truma back to her family. That's problematic. Rav Shlobar Vehuda says, Simphon, we're concerned about the discovery of a mom which could ultimately lead to the annulment of the marriage. Says the Gemara. So, bein lamar, bein lamar lo achla. Either way, right? Either way, halachla She's not eating truma during erusin. So, what's the nafkamina between the two opinions? So, the Gemara says, ika benayu kibel masar bahalach. So, both say the three cases that are the nafkaminas. If you take a look at Rashi, right across in Rashi, kibel masar bahalach, kibel alav baal es hamumin l'simfon lekel mechush. So, both say. So, let's say the husband says, "I love you so much. I accept you with all of your mumin, whatever they, the ones I know, the ones I don't know." Okay, so if it's about mumin, there's no simphon, there's no longer an issue. But Lamaisa, again, if it's about going to her father's home, there still is an issue. Next case, Masar. Rashi says, Ha'av, Lushluchi Habal. So a case of Masar. So if the husband, the father gave the Rachel over to the agents of the husband, in that case, Rachel's no longer living at home. So therefore, there's no concern that she's going to share Truma with her family, but there's still a concern of simphon. And last case, ultimately, I will say, Halach, of Ha'usha Halchu, said, Halach is the same case, right? She went, she went with the agents of the Baal. So we'll say, in those cases, she's removed from the father's home. So therefore, the concern of sharing Truma with her family has been obviated. But Lamaisa, the concern of Simphon still exists. But I will say, the good news, so just fact, we're going to see, by the way, both of these reasons keep playing out in the Sugyos, but it's just important from the Halachic perspective, Halach Lamaisa, Everyone is in agreement that ultimately, again, once that during Erosin, even though mid Oraisa, she is entitled to Truma, mid we don't let her eat. Either, again, because of Ula, she may share with her family, or Shonobah Yehuda, Simphon may discover Amon. But I will say, what else does everyone agree with? That after a year elapses, and they still haven't gotten married, what's triggered? What's triggered? Support clause. And at that point, then what happens? Now she could eat Shruma. So here we go. So I will say, so remember again, after one year, so now let's go through this. After one year, she's allowed to eat Shruma. I will say, the Gemara did introduce to us that it's possible that after that time, he may be obligated to go ahead and provide her with a separate living quarters, according to Ula, so that she's not taking anything back to her family. Now here's what was interesting in the Mishnah. So we had a Machlokes. Now that he's supporting her after a year, how much of her support is made up of Shruma? And how much of her support is made up of chulin? So remember again, this was a machlokes. So I just want to point out, I just want to quote you from the Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfin said, hakol truma. Rabbi Tarfin says she is supported fully from truma. Rabbi Akiva said, half chulin, half truma. That was the machlokes. So we'll say, here we go. Says the Gemara. So Rabbi Tarfin Omer, no, it's not kol truma. Amra baye. Machlokes, machlokes, babas koin le koin. They will say, the machlokes, 
is when there is a Bas Kohen who is marrying a Kohen. That's the Machlokis. So you got Rabbi Tarifon saying, you support her all from Truma. Rabbi Akiva says, half Truma, half Chula. Aval, the Bas Yisrael, the Kohen, but if it's a Bas Yisrael marrying a Kohen, Divrei HaKol, Mechzok Chulin, Umechzok Truma. So we'll say, let me just take a step back for a moment. What's happening over here? Remember, there is no such thing as a Kohen, or for that matter, a wife of a Kohen, who is always eating truma. Even no matter how much you love truma and you're a coin, why not? Why not? People become tummy. So we'll say, what happens? Let's say you're a coin and all you have in your house is truma. So what do you do if you're tummy? What do you do? You sell truma. Who can you sell truma to? Other kohanim. Which means that by definition, generally, chulin, oh, this is fascinating, chulin usually did not catch the same price on the open market as Chulin. And the reason for that is because you have a much smaller market. A much smaller market. So the Kohen purchaser knows that, listen, you can't move Truma. It's hard to move Truma, right? Because Lamaisi has such a limited, such a limited population. So often Truma was sold at a discount. So we'll say, so here's what's interesting. So Abayi says, the Machlokis, Rabbi Tafel, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tafel, saying the Arusa gets full support from Truma. Rabbi Akiva saying she gets half Chulin, half Truma. That's a Baskoin who's married a Kohen. Because we'll say, Baskoin is used to dealing with Truma. She knows how to do, right? She knows what to do. But Abbas Yisrael is marrying a coin. Rabbi say, everyone agrees. She gets half Chulin and half Truma. Then I will say, what's the reason for that? What's the reason for that? Because Halacha Lamaisa, she's not used to dealing with Truma. So therefore, again, we want to give her enough support so if she is Tameya, she has what to eat already now without having to sell off anything. But Rabbi Abayi says, Machlok is Ba'arusa. Furthermore, the Machlok is Ba'in Arusa. Aval Benesua, Divrei HaKol Mechza Chulun Mechza Truma. So Rabbi Abayi says, The Machlok is Rabbi Kibra Mitzvah is only Ba'in Arusa. But Ba'in Asua, everyone agrees, and Asua gets half Chulun, half Truma. They both say, what's the logic behind that? Abayi suggests like this, a husband doesn't want his wife to have to go out to the marketplace to sell off Truma in order to be able to sustain herself. So therefore, by definition, a husband gives his wife half truma, half chulin. This way, if and when she is timea, she has what to eat readily available. Fascinating. So that supports this. Rabbi Tarifun says, a man of Kohen gives his wife complete truma. Rabbi Akiva says, half and half. When is this so? So we'll say, oh, this machlokes is when a bas coin is marrying a coin. Ava bas Yisrael a coin. But if it's a bas Yisrael is marrying a coin, I will say, who is not used to dealing with truma, divre hakol mechzachulun truma. Everyone agrees that it's a bas Yisrael marrying, marrying a coin. Everyone agrees her support is made up of half truma, half chulun. Half chulun. So we'll say, again, this gives her, this gives her the ability to properly navigate even when she's Tameya. Furthermore, when is this so? Barusa. Aval benesua divrei hakol mechza chulun umechza truma. So we'll say, furthermore, when is the machlokes? When is the machlokes? Let's say again, between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarifon, in the case of Abbas Kohen who marries, who marries a Kohen, that's only during Irisin. But during Nisun, Rabbi Osai, a husband always gives his wife half chulin, half truma. Why? Because he doesn't want his wife to have to suffer the potential indignity of having to take produce, go out to the marketplace, sell it off, and purchase chulin. 
This way again, during Nisun, during marriage, she has everything she needs readily available. Incredible. Rabbi Yudim and Becerra Omer, Rabbi Yudim and Becerra says, No sin-in-law, shtei yodos shal truma, va'acha shal chulim. So Rabbi Yudim and Becerra comes along and says, the ratio is different. Two-thirds truma to one-third chulim. Two-thirds truma to one-third chulim. Good. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yudim Rabbi Yudim says, No sin-in-law ha'kol truma. Rabbi Yudim says, No, she gets all truma, and we'll say again. So once again, this pretty much aligns also with Rabbi Tarifon. She gets she gets all truma and she goes out. This again, what happens when she's Tameya? Okay, what every other coin does. You go and you take your chulin, sorry, your truma, you sell it off and you buy chulin. So we'll say now watch this. Rabbi Truma no kiflayim bechulin. So we'll say this is fascinating. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that halacha lemaisa, Whenever you have a situation of a woman being supported with with truma, she gets twice as much truma as she would chulin. Right? Fascinating. Twice as much truma as she would chulin. Look at Rashi. So Rashi says over here, no sin of truma can find chulin. Almost right across in Rashi. Kasavar lo matrichin lemach Rabbi Shaviyah. We'll say, what's the chab? If you have twice as much truma, what does that allow you to do? What does that allow you to do? You just sell it off. Even if you have to sell it, see, we'll say, if you could sell off your truma at a steep discount, the good news is that what? It'll sell quickly. So Rabbi, Rabbi Huda holds that, sorry, holds that if a man is supporting his wife for truma, he gives her twice as much truma. This way, even if she has to sell it, which again, ideally a man doesn't want his wife to have to go into the marketplace to sell produce to provide for her own sustenance. But like this, if she has an incredible volume of it, she could sell it and she could sell it cheap. And because she sells it cheap, she'll be able to sell it quickly and she'll have what she needs in order to go ahead and support herself. Now I both say, here's what's interesting. Both according to Rabbi Huda, to Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shemayin Amliel, Ultimately, again, she, she's selling, right? She, she's only supported by truma. So what's the nafkamina? My benayu, what's the nafkamina ultimately, again, between Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Shimon? To which words, Ika benayu tircha. We'll say the, the nafkamina is tircha. In other words, do we want, do we, do we require the woman to exert herself in order to sell the truma to make money to purchase chul? And according to Rabbi Hud, the answer is yes. According to Rabbi Shimon, the answer is no. That's why we'll just give her twice as much truma so she could sell whatever she needs to sell at a discount, sell it quickly, get what she needs, and come back home. Good. Hayavam no machel with truma. So, remember again, the Mishnah said, a yavam does not entitle his yavama to go and eat truma. So, so, just to play this out, just to clarify the case, Ruvain does erisin with Rachel. Does erisin with Rachel. Okay, so, say, so let's assume right now a day goes by, two weeks, two days go by, Ruvain says to Rachel, let's get married. Let's get married. So now again, the clock begins. Ruvain dies. Ruvain dies. Rachel falls to Erisin to Shimon. To Shimon. So I said, the Mishnah was teaching us that even if the, so now let's say Shimon's not ready to do Yibam yet. So now a year goes by. A year, a year since either, let's call it a year from Erisin because this is about support. That's the truth. So a year since Ruvain did Erisin now, now elapses. Rachel still can't go ahead and eat Truma. In other words, Attachment to the Yavam, even though the Yavam is a coin, does not go ahead, what we'll call the Zika. I haven't used that word in a while, right? The Zika does not go ahead and entitle her to eat Truma. 
So says the Gemara, my time, a Kenyan Kaspom Rahman of a high Kenyan Dachifu. And we'll say, because Lamaisa, remember, the operative phase by Truma consumption is Kenyan Kaspo, someone who is acquired by the coin. The Yavam, now after the Yavam does Yibum, then ultimately again he quote unquote acquires his wife. But right now, when she's a Shomeres Yavam waiting for Yibum, there's a Zeka, but that Zeka does not, is, it, she is still the Kenyan Kaspo of her deceased husband of Ruvain, and not the Kenyan Kaspo of the Yavam. Therefore, no, therefore, no Truma. So we'll say, so remember again, the Mishnah gave a couple of different scenarios. If let's say again, she was an Arisen for six months to Ruvain, and then waiting for Yibum for six months to Shimon, ultimately again, she can't go ahead and eat Truma. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, you're right. In other words, because the Mishnah gave a case of like, she did the year, she did the year minus a day with Ruvain, and then one day she marries Yavam. She still can't eat Truma. Or she did a year with Ruvain, her husband, and then the rest of the year waiting for Yibum. So we'll say, the Gemara says, if the majority of the time is with the husband, then she still can't eat truma. It's obviously the majority of the time is with the young, she also can't eat truma. To which the Gemara says, Enochinami. There is a stylistic piece in the Mishnah called Zu Veinzaret Lomar Zu. Sometimes the Mishnah says something and it doesn't need to say it because it's obvious, but it just includes it in order to create a sense of textual symmetry. Incredible. So Zu Mishnah Rishon. So I remember again, how did the Mishnah end? The Mishnah, see, the first, the first iteration of the Halacha, I will say, was what? That a woman after a year of Eresin, is permitted to eat Truma, right? Then there was a second iteration of the Halacha, right? The version of the Mishnah was, based in Shal and a subsequent based in said, no, a woman could only eat Truma when? So then I will say, which, which, was, which is like the Halacha Lama for us. Halavaimetz should be the Halacha Lama again for us, the Karov. So ultimately again, so the second based in said, there is never Truma consumption during Eresin, Truma consumption only occurs after Chopah. So let's analyze. Says the Gemara. My time, why did they change the Halacha? So I'm going to Interesting. I will say, so the base, the second base, in felt the issue of Simphone. I will say, let's go back. What's Simphone? What's Simphone? The discovery of a mom. I will say, but I want to, we're going to get into this. The discovery, the discovery, it's, it's not just the Pshad that a husband could say any more. I, I, I don't like this. I don't like that. So again, simple, we're going to do this, so yeah. But simple means something of significance. So the Beis and Shachrein were concerned that Lamaisa, he may discover a mum that he feels is, allows him to void the marriage, in which case any truma consumption during Erosin retroactively would turn out to be truma consumption by Yisraelis. So that's why they avoided it. So we'll say, so now let's analyze this. So according to Ula, this makes sense. According to Ula, Basin originally thought the issue was that she may come to eat Truma in her parents' home. And then the subsequent Basin said, no, the issue is because of Simpho. That makes sense. Ella, we'll say, I'm a base. Ella, Ella, Lurav Shmo Bar Yehuda, Kamaisa Mishum Simpho, Ubas Raisa Mishum Simpho, my Benayhu. But I will say, but one second, according to Rosh Hashanah Yehuda, Rosh Hashanah Yehuda felt that the initial concern was Simphone. If that's the case, what changed between the based in Rishon and the based in Achrona? They both seem to be concerned for the same Simphone, to which the Gemara says, Ikabeneo Bedikas Chutz. They both say, the Machlokes would have been what we call, we'll say, Bedikas Chutz. Bedikas Chutz means like a superficial, a superficial inspection. As well, so we're going to see that, that one of the things 
that a chassan often does is just to ensure that there's no mom. He'll ask his female relatives who may have been in close proximity to his kala, like, is, is there anything I should be concerned about? That's called a bedigaschos. It's called a bedigaschos, right? They're not, uh, they're, they're not searching her body, right? They're not going ahead. It's not, you know, so, 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 again, so, so, can you rely on bedigaschos? So, apparently, again, I will say, in the first iteration of Allah, Amar Savar bedigaschos, Sorry, right. Marsavar, Marsavar Bidika Sot Shema Bidika. One opinion said this kind of superficial Bidika was enough. Umar Sar Bidika Sot Lo Shema Bidika. So the Shailah was, the Machlokis was, is Bidika Sot enough, enough to avoid a symphone possibility? Originally, they felt yes. And later on, they said no. Good. So we'll say, so bottom line for our purposes, what comes out? So really, it's a fascinating progression. So we'll say, here's the progression. Mida Araisa, Mida Araisa. An arusa is permitted to eat truma. Why? Why? Kinyan kaspo. Midaraisa. I will say now, first iteration of the halacha, she can't eat truma. Why? Machlokes ula, roshmo bravihuda. Ula, she may take some back home, roshmo bravihuda, simphone. I will say, second days, then then said the truth is, an arusa doesn't eat truma. Done. Done. When is a woman permitted to eat truma? Only when? After chuppah. After Chuppah, after Nisuin, and I both say it seemed to be that what really motivated that based in Shani, that second based in was Simphone. We have to be concerned that maybe again he's going to discover something that's void, that allows him to void the marriage. And I both say, remember again, all of this is based on the fact that the stakes are quite high for a Yisrael who, who un, even unwittingly consumes Truma. So therefore, again, in order to just sidestep this entire issue, Chazal said, no truma during Irisin, only after Chuppah. Incredible. Mishnah. So it was a very interesting case. So let's say a man goes in and says, right, Ruben's married to Rachel, and he says, also remember again, a man is entitled to his wife's Maisei he's entitled to his wife's earnings. We're going to discuss exactly why that is, right, what, what that's based on. So the Gemara said, let's say a man goes ahead and says, whatever my wife produces, ultimately again is hectish. Now we'll say, Rashi points out over here, we're going to see, we're going to say that, interestingly enough, a woman is obligated to go ahead and produce a certain amount, which brings in a certain amount of money to the household. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss what that is, why that is, we'll get into all of this. But right now, what the Gemara is saying is like this. So a man says, I'm being maktish my wife's earnings. Whatever it is that she, she brings in with her hands, ultimately, again, I'm being maktish it. What's the halacha? Harezu osa ba'ochelas. So we'll say, in other words, the halacha is that ultimately, again, literally, again, she could produce and utilize that which she's producing, which is another way of saying his hektish doesn't work. That, that is a meaningless statement for a man to be maktish the earnings of his wife. Okay, Hamosar. They will say, what about additional amounts? What about additional amounts? I'm say, we're going to see additional amounts represent those amounts above and beyond what she is obligated to bring into the household. Rabbi Meir Omer Hagdish. Rabbi Meir says it's Hagdish. Rabbi Yochanan Sandor Omer Chulun. Rabbi Yochanan Sandor says no, it's Chulun as well. Again, so we'll, we'll discuss exactly, we'll discuss exactly what these halachas are. So we'll say, let's analyze. Amrav Huna. Amrav. Yicholi Ishalomar Labayla. Ini Nizonaz ve'ini Yosem. A woman could say to her husband, listen, don't support me, and I'm not giving you my earnings. I'm not giving you my earnings. So I'll say, remember, we actually spoke about this. I just want to point out that, that Lamaisa, you could have a situation like this, how 
Let's say the woman has her own career. Right? She makes a lot of money. So she says, listen, I don't, I don't want to intermingle my finances with yours. So the mice again, so the mice. Thank you, thank you. You could keep your mizonos, keep your mizonos, and I'll keep my earnings. Now, this is very important. This is very important because the lush is very important. She's saying to him, Amy Mizonas, you don't have to support me. And because you don't have to support me, therefore what? I'm not giving you my earnings. What do you see from this? Kasavar, Kasavar, Shabbosai Rafuna holds, Kitakinu Rabbanon, Mizoni Iker, Umaisi Adem, Mishum Eva. Shabbosai, listen to this. According to Rafuna's understanding, here's how this works. The Iker Takana that Chazal made was a husband is obligated to support his wife. That, that, that's the obligation. Now, in order to go ahead and offset the cost of support, what did Chazal say? What did Chazal say? A husband gets his wife's earnings. And that's there to avoid animosity. Because there was a concern that if the husband has the obligation to support his wife and what, the wife gets to keep all of her own earnings. It's like, what's going on over here? I have the obligation to support and you, have, you, you don't you have an obligation to offset the cost of the household. So therefore, I will say, but again, the Iker Takano is that a husband has an obligation to support his wife. Mizonos, right? To offset that and avoid animosity, Chazal gave him her earnings. Therefore, Mizonos is something that benefits the woman. Right? This is something made for her benefit. And therefore, and therefore the, and her earnings are there to offset that benefit. And therefore, if she goes in and she says to her husband, thank you, but no thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. She is permitted to waive the rights to Mizonos. But because she has waived the right, therefore what? Therefore what? Therefore, Allah Allah, she gets to keep her earnings. Okay, good. So Moses says, watch this. May say, Tiknu Mizonos, Tachas Maiseyadeha. Wow. So Moses listen to this. So the Braisa says differently. The Braisa says, Chazal instituted Mizonos because he gets the rights to her earnings. So Moses in this version, in this version, really what happened? What's the Takana? The Takana is, Husband is entitled to his wife's earnings. Well, one second. If you're entitled to your wife's earnings, you have to what? Provide it to support. So I will say, by the way, this is not semantics. This is actually pretty amazing. See, I will say, if you hold that the Iker Takana was Mizonos, and therefore, again, her earnings were given to him to offset that, the primary Takana was to benefit who? Was to benefit who? The wife. And therefore, again, because it's for her benefit, she could therefore what? Wave it. And if she waves it, she gets to keep her earnings. In the second version, in the second version, listen to this. The takana was that a husband gets his wife's earnings. It's just in order to sustain the wife, what has to happen? Ultimately, again, she has to give her mizonos. But the takana was for the husband, and it's for therefore again on both sides. She, if she chooses to waive mizonos, that's fine. That's her prerogative. But what is she not getting? Her maizia This is incredible. Ema, no, 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 Ema. Right, we'll say the way to read it, the Gemara says, is that say that Maisiadah was ultimately given or was instituted Tachas Mizonos. The Gemara says, no, no, no. The Iker Takana is Mizonos. A husband is obligated to support his wife. So we'll say the truth is, it's going to point out, we saw beforehand that the Din of Mizonos is Da'oraisa. Sher Kisus and Ona is a Din Da'oraisa. So again, we're, we're going we're gonna to kind of work this all through because here the Gemara seems to indicate that Mizonos is a Takana. 
Takana means Dirabanan. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. But the Maisha, for our purpose is now, Mura says, no, no, no. The way it works is, the Takana is Mizonos. Takana is Mizonos. But once a husband is obligated to give Mizonos to his wife, therefore what? After that, after that, he's obligated for Maisha Adayim. So let me say, let's analyze this. So, Hamakdish, Maisha de Ishto, Hare Yosava Ocheles. So we'll say, what did the Mishnah say? If a man is Makdish, his wife's earnings, what's the effect of being Makdish, your wife's earnings? What's the effect? Zero. Zero. So the Gemara says, Hare Osevo Chalas, my love binizonis. Are we not talking about a case where Lamaisa, again, where Lamaisa, she's being supported by him? Lo, she's not being supported. Oh, what's that? If she's not being supported, therefore, again, who gets to keep her earnings? Who gets to keep her earnings? She does. Well, obviously, if he's not, if Ruvay's not supporting his wife, Rachel, and she's entitled to her earnings, and he says, your earnings are makdish, all right, are hekdish. I'm supposed to say, that's no different than saying, you know what, I heard you got a raise at work, I'm here by makdish, your additional earnings, right? I really think, I'm only doing what's best for you, I love you. This is, this, I know it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you, but this is what I think is just you. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, because it doesn't work. You can't be makdish, then it belongs to someone else. So I will say, if she's not being supported, and therefore, again, she's entitled to her own maiseyadayim, then of course he can't be makdish or maiseyadayim. To which the Amar says, Afiluman da Amar, so listen to this. Afiluman da Amar, Yachal harav lomar le'evera, same even izancha. We'll say, there is a possibility of an, of an Adon saying to his Eved, you have to work for me and I'm not supporting you. Hanimili be'evet k'nani. That's only by an Eved k'nani. Why? Delok siv be'imach. Because the Pasuk doesn't use lotion of imach with you. Aval Eved ivri, dirsiv be'imach. Lo. We'll say, but an Eved ivri, an Eved ivri, an Adon has no right to go out and deprive his Eved ivri of, of support. I will say all the more so one's wife, not to compare one's wife to an Evan Ivri. I will say, but Lamaisa, again, remember the only level of comparison that's there is that there's a financial piece with both of them. There's a level of financial acquisition with both of them. So I will say, so obviously, if husband is not supporting his wife, right, so of course he can't go ahead and deprive her of her Maisa dying. He has no rights to that. To which the Gemara says, right, Seifa Itzdrachlein. So as we look at the end of the Mishnah, what was the end of the Mishnah? Mosar. So remember again, the end of the Mishnah dealt with what we call additional earnings. Now we'll say, just for our purposes, additional earnings represent the amounts above and beyond what the woman herself is obligated to bring into the household. So what did the Mishnah say about Mosar? So Amir Amir says hektish. Amir says it's hektish. Rabbi Yochanan Sandor Omer, chulin. Rabbi Yochanan Sandor says that it's chulin. And I will say they are going to shlakish. What does shlakish say? Don't shlakish. Lo teima taimed Rabbi Meir Mishum the kasavra adamakdish tarish labali olam. So we'll say. So let's analyze this. So so now, so now here's what you have. When it comes to the Mosar, Rabbi Meir says it's hekdish. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says it's chulin. So now watch this. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. And this argues on shlakish because shlakish says, don't think that the reason of Rabbi Meir. Is Mishum Dekasavar Adam Makdish Davar Shalom Bali Olam. We'll say, listen to this. So I just want to point out there's a concept, there's a concept of being, there's a machlokas of Adam Makdish Davar Shalom. Can you consecrate something that is not yet in existence? So you might have thought, says Reish Lakish, that the reason of Rabbi Meir is because he holds Adam Makdish Davar Shalom Bali Olam. Right? A man is consecrating the additional amounts of money his wife will earn. Do those monies exist yet? No, but yeah, Ramirez says, Ramirez says, the additional amounts, the surplus amounts are hectish. 
So Rish Lakish says, don't think it's because Rabbi Meir holds Makdish Adam Dabar Shalom Ali Olam. That's not the reason. Ella, Tamid Rabbi Meir Mitoch, Shiyacha Lekofa Lamaisi Adel, Nasek Omer La, Yikachu, Yikachu Yadayech Laosehem. Rabbi Rabbi says something very interesting. Rabbi Meir holds that Halacha Lamaisa, this is actually quite fascinating, that Halacha Lamaisa, a husband is able to go ahead and compel his wife to work in order to go ahead and acquire her Maisei Adayim, her earnings. Therefore, the Gemara says, it's as if he said to her, Literally, again, your hands should be consecrated, not the earnings. Look at Rashi. So what we're going to see, according to Reish Lakish, is Rabbi Meir really holds that a husband has a right to say to his wife, I'm going to take your earnings. I'm going to take your earnings. I'm sorry. She's not permitted to say any mizonos or any osa. A woman cannot waive the right to mizonos. She can't waive the right to mizonos. Now, because she can't waive the right to mizonos, it sounds like, therefore, what? He's automatically entitled to her earnings. Because he's automatically entitled to her earnings, it means that ultimately, again, he has some level of control over her maizayadayim. When he's makdish the Mosar, when he consecrates the additional amount of Mosar, he's not consecrating future earnings. What is he really consecrating? Her hands. And her hands are a davar shebali olam, they're in existence. That's why Rabbi holds that the Mosar ultimately again can become hectic. So sorry, we'll have to stop over here for today. We're, pick, we're going to pick up in the middle of Rabbi Meir. Actually, let's just go quickly. This sub Rabbi Meir, quick, very quickly. Sorry, Meir, ain't the makdish davar shebali olam. Most Rabbi Meir really hold that a person can't consecrate something that's not yet in existence. That time you learn man says to a woman, become a to me after I convert, or after you convert, or or after I'm emancipated, or you're emancipated. That's an interesting one. Become Mikudeshes to me after your husband dies. Not now. It's not appropriate to discuss this now. Right? But after your husband dies, or I happen to be married to your sister, after your sister dies, or after your, or after your Yavam does, Chalitza, Rabbi Meir or Mikudeshes. Rabbi Meir says she's Mikudeshes. So both say, these are all examples of what? Dvarim Shalom and yet Rabbi Meir says it works. Rabbi Meir says you can affect change with a Dabar Shabali Olam. So Rabbi Meir says, what does that tell you? So Rabbi Meir holds you can affect change with Dabar Shabali Olam. Rabbi Meir says, you're right. Meahi in, mehaldaka the Mashmina. But we'll say from this case, you can glean that. But from the case, ultimately, again, of the Mishnah, you could not glean it. Therefore, Rabbi Meir we're not finished, but we finish now with the Sudya. What comes out ultimately, again, Rabbi Meir is halach lamaisa, halach lamaisa, fundamental machlokes, and how we view the din of Mizonos. Is Mizonos the Iker Takana? The Iker Takana, and therefore again, Maisei Adayim were there to offset it. In which case, because it's for her benefit, she could waive it. Or Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, the Iker Takana ultimately again was for. The Iker Takana ultimately again was for. The Iker Takana was for Maisei Adayim, and Mizonos are only there to offset that. That Machlokis mission to be continued.